Join Chelsea, Kurt, and Trent each and every week as we talk indigenous music and amplify indigenous voices. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. There is Chelsea in the darkness. It's good to see you, Chelsea. Hey, everybody. Uh, how'd you like my deadly heart play? <laughs> I don't think it was the right key. Yeah, that, that's why I put it down. I was like, yeah, I'll probably get in trouble. Somebody will write a comment. Hey, you're ruining his song. <laughs> I don't own the rights to that song. That was definitely a little bit of a cover to start off with. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> so what's up, Chelsea? Tell us how it's going. What's what's happening? What's the haps? I am like a chicken with its head cut off or legs, whichever way you want to picture that or both. Yeah, today has been such an interesting day. Uh, I woke up late, drove my son to school. Then I rushed over to Trent's to record a few of uh, some vocals, harmonies uh, with my daughter. Then I dropped off my daughter and then I had to go and... um, what did I do? Oh, I dropped off my daughter, went and cleaned my car really quick, then picked up my sister to go drop off my niece and then go back for her son, drop them off uh, at, uh, no, I have to pick up my son. Yeah, it's been a crazy day. Wow. Uber service. <laughs> a very, very crazy Uber. day, but okay. so <laughs> I feel super productive. <laughs> it looks like you, uh, you're you on the road right now. Where are you on the road? Are you guys driving right now? What are, what are you up to? Actually, no, I'm just sitting here in the driveway of my aunt's place so that my kids can play inside and I could be here and then my daughter is not then sleeping in the car and me trying to drive around and do the podcast at the same time. Wow, um, that's a pretty, pretty wild schedule, I'll tell you. That's life hacks. Commitment. Sure. That's, yes. that's the life of a single mom, you know? Yes, for sure, for sure. It sounds like... Uh, like uh superwoman time for sure <laughs> and i gotta say amy did really well in the studio like we gave her some headphones gave her a phone and asked her to be quiet and she did for like the first pass through and then even when she didn't and she was running around she was doing it quietly so i couldn't even really <laughs> hear her in the background she's three but i'd see her like in the peripheral of my eye run by and then a ball would fly by <laughs> yeah but Half the time when I would do my live videos, Amy would actually be playing and running around or running by and stuff. So she knew well enough, you know, because like when I would do my my live videos and singing and stuff, she would know well enough not to come and jump in front of the videos. Every now and again, I guess maybe you would see her for a few seconds or something. But for the most part, she was always like quiet. And if she got tired of that, that's when you knew like, okay, it's time to end the video now. And <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't really all that worried. I just kind of thought that maybe because it was a new place that she would just want to touch everything and jump around and like jump on Trent and everything while we're trying to record, but she did really good for a three-year-old. Yes, definitely. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, uh, we seem to be getting a lot of, uh, you know, people that are interested in uh, to be on the show. So yeah. we just want to send a shout out to all the people that are sending in, you know, requests to be on the show. Now it's starting to get a bit of a following here and, we, we have thank, Kristen uh, McKay, yeah. sorry, next yeah. week. Kristen McKay from Manitoba. Chevy mm-hmm. Bolio reached out to me, and I believe he's going to do the 15th of March. I'm not, I didn't confirm it yet, but I'll talk to him this week. So that's Chevy Bolio. He's on the radio, country singer from uh, Northwest Territories, lives in Calgary. 
second generation musician yeah. just like our just like our guest today Brianna Lazat and her dad who she grew up playing music with and her grandmother was a musician as well so today we're going to do a lot of talking about generational musicians in the indigenous community that's awesome yeah so that's really cool how was your day uh my day was all okay as well i was quite busy i'm just getting to the final uh pieces of completing my uh documentary now um nice. i've sent the uh the final um the final piece in to uh you know uh get checked out by the grant board now so you know i have my first draft done but i i, I have to uh kind of wait until they do that uh, finishing search here in the spring. So in the springtime, they're going to do the, the finishing searches for the unmarked graves uh, on uh, Gordon's First Nation. So that's what I'm going to be, uh, that's what I'm working on right now. And then also, uh, I just found out that I might uh, uh, have, a, have a position at the Bounce Center uh, for three months uh, doing film, filming uh people that have been there past and present since 1970 for the 50th anniversary. So we'll see. It's not a for sure yet, but it looks, it's looking pretty good. And I want to send a, a big shout out to my honey, uh, Joanna for hooking me up with that, uh, with that uh, opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Sweet. Awesome. I have Bye. one more, one quick little announcement to make before we uh, bring on our guests. Um, yeah. This is going to look a little bit ridiculous, but uh, so um, our previous previous guests, uh, Will and Justin with One Nation, um, we have started a fundraiser. I'm in charge of this, and if you'll just kind of give me give me a second to uh, just kind of show you, I'm totally, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> See, as you can tell, there's like some names already, already on the board, and um, we've got lots of players left. Well, if you guys are are tell us, interested, tell us the first so. uh, first place winner, second place winner, and third. Place. <laughs> 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 How much <laughs> The first place winner is $500, second place Ooh. is 300, uh third place is 200. So there's three winners. I thought it'd just be fair to kind of split them up. I know some people prefer to have just the one prize of $1000 because it is a 50-50 board, but sometimes you know like people um enjoy the ones winning the smaller prizes or whatever. Oh, yeah, 200 bucks in the pocket on the Friday or whenever you're going to draw. <laughs> you give out participation ribbons for this <laughs> it's for future events and costs and stuff for our gatherings and whatnot so we'll be talking about you know mmiw every child matters you know the the graves of the children the residential school children like everything just and it's an opportunity for all different people of you know color walks of life religions uh, cultures and stuff to just kind of come together as one nation so that's why it's yeah. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So I know that uh did you did you get a chance to go to that event on um that was held? Um what was it on in the mall, I think? Was it held? Yeah. yeah, um 
So no, I didn't. Uh, I was looking forward to meeting Chubby Cree and I, of course, like could not seem to function past whatever what was right in front of me that entire day, actually for a few days, it was like that. So it was like I was double booking for other things and I was like saying I was being a yes person, I guess, basically. Yeah. And, I, and then I totally forgot about the event and I'm like, oh no, you know, like, but I did watch some of it live and, and, and whatnot. So yeah, it's really cool to have Chubby Cree a part of our of a part of our group and and um i'm looking forward to doing some music with him and um we're nice. looking to record a few songs and yeah no that's awesome that's awesome yeah i was actually i i was uh at the uh in calgary um doing a, a meeting for the um for the calgary international blues fest there so i'll be uh, i'll be participating as a vendor and also a performing artist um, wow. But I wasn't I wasn't able to make it though. I wanted to make it, and I I remember that uh, the guests said that their their event was right on the day that I had to take off. So it was oh, yeah. just like ah, oh, yeah. But uh, well, I know there's going to be a lot more events, and you know us as a podcast, that's what we support here is positivity and coming together in the community. And I think it's just wonderful that you're involved in something so positive. It's something we need. That is yeah. correct. We need to get together. Oh, I see Brianna. Now we can get started with Ooh. our guests if you guys want. And I just got to say that Chelsea did come and she has been really good singing on my project. I too have a project that's coming out soon. I recorded an eight song album that deals with the um, issues of Indigenous homelessness. So Chelsea's been great to do a bunch of background vocals and everybody else that played on the record, Russell Schott, Ian Rossiter, my brother Bryce, James played harmonica, oh, Jared Sound played piano on a few. It's just everybody came together and everybody played amazing things and sang amazing. So thank you guys all so much. So in the next couple months, I'll have a new project coming up. But let's bring in Brianna and her dad, Brian. Here we go. Hello. 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 Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Great, great. It's good to see you guys. Thank you guys for uh, coming on today and uh, joining our our podcast. Welcome, yes, welcome. This is Thank this is multiple people online. Like everybody's got to wait for their their <laughs> turn to talk. Um, <laughs> Brianna and Brian, I've known. For many years, um, Brian and his mom used to come to the jams that I played at when I first started playing music. And I've known Brianna since she pretty much since she was born. <laughs> and I watched her grow to be a great musician. So that's why we brought them here. We want to talk a little bit about generational musicians in the Indigenous community. So why don't we start with Brian? You can introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. And then when you're done, Brianna, you can jump in and We'll go back and forth like that. Sure. Hi, I'm Brian Lazan. Um, I uh, started playing music when I was a little kid. <clears throat> and this was due to my mom. She uh, was into music. Her cousins had a band as well. And on uh, my dad's side, he didn't play music. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't gifted uh, too much with music-wise. But he's a great artist, um, does leather work and stuff like that. But his cousins used to come around uh, 
and they'd travel to the North Country and they'd have a band called uh, the Native Sons and Howard Lazat was also part of that. So there was three brothers who had all these kids and uh, there were more brothers and a sister, but all the whole cousins, a lot of them played up around Fort Vermillion and where we came from. Um, <clears throat> the uh, my mom wanted to uh, play. She was she grew up with music as well with her cousins and stuff in the Hyperi area. So she also had a band uh, when I was growing up called the Country Winders. Uh, she played around Peace River area and the bars and uh, the uh, typical routes that go on with the small band and uh, someone who just likes uh, um, playing and, and trying to be involved in music. So she brought her kids, there were three of us, and uh, made me sing when I was six years old to records and uh, stuff like that. And uh, we all grew up learning to sing, and so mom started us all off like that with, uh, with the singing and, and the music just in the, in the house and stuff like that. We always had the cousins coming around. They'd stop by, clean up, go to their gig, and then uh, after their gigs and stuff, they'd stop and they'd play music for hours, usually all night, uh, into the into the wee hours of the morning. And they'd be visiting and laughing. And uh, that was one of their, one of their sayings. They'd tell the same jokes, laugh at the same stuff. And then, they'd, <laughs> then they'd end up saying, "Talk about we laugh." I just have a quick question for you. Are you guys looking to adopt a mother and two children just yeah. by any chance? Uh, <laughs> 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 we're good. <laughs> she wants you to adopt her, Brian, is what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to get adopted. <laughs> She wants a musical family, I think. Yes, I need a musical family. <laughs> My sound went down here. We can still hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, I've lost my sound a little bit here, guys. So okay, okay well we'll turn we'll turn it to Brianna and we'll let you uh we'll let you fix that and I'll bring you back in in a minute here. Okay, Brianna, your turn. So just just gonna introduce myself, I guess. Um, yeah, just tell us your name and what you're doing and how you started playing music, all those fun things. Sounds good. Uh, my name is Brianna Lazat, and I am uh, a Métis fiddle player, uh, currently going to McEwen University uh, for the Bachelor of Music uh, degree that they have there um, as a performance major. Um, I started playing yeah, I started playing the fiddle when I was uh, 10 turning 11. So I've been playing it for about 10 years now. Um, it's been quite uh, a wild ride. As my dad was saying, there was lots of jams that would happen uh, at, the, at the family house. It was mainly at my grandparents' house when I was born. Uh, I'd go to a couple of those jams um, and I'd hear fiddle music all the time um and it was just it was just one of those things that I was like 
I, it was just such a regular part of like my family life that I was like, oh, every family has fiddle players and guitar players and the fiddle <laughs> is just in everyone's family. But that was not was, the case. Yeah, it, it was, was George Young for me, but I mean, George Jones for me, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was very cool. It's very cool. And I was very fortunate to uh, get to grow up in that uh, grow up in that environment. Um, and I'm really grateful that I did. Uh, even if I didn't go to all, all of the family jams, uh, my grandpa, he would take lots of home videos. And every time that you'd go over, he'd be like, let me show you this video that I took of this jam back in the 80s. It was really great. <laughs> So I would watch, yeah, I would watch all the, all the hours of video he had. Um, and it was, uh, it was, it, yeah, very, uh, inspiring for, uh, young, young Brianna was a lot. Um, so, uh, by the time I was around 10 years old though, there was no, no more family, um, like family jams. Uh, there wasn't many fiddle players left. Um, and I was just like, you know what? It, it, I was one of those kids that I would try something once and I'd be like, no, I'm bored. Like I I do it for a year, like for bowling, karate, any like gymnastics. Yeah. I I I just quit. I was like, you know what? I'm done. That's enough of that. Well, um, you know, a year, a year is actually pretty long. That's pretty good. I'll I kind of applaud you for doing things for a year. Most times kids and stuff, they do things for about through two, three weeks and then put it down. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was the condition with my mom. It was uh that was the contract that we had. If I uh there is always the contract, there is always something that fine print that you have to, you know what I mean? Yes. My grandpa was like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Uh, if you're gonna try something, you gotta do it for the whole year. You're not gonna quit halfway through because, like, hey, you still, you still get a <laughs> yeah, you don't get the refund for the months they're gone. You, just, yeah. you either pay it all and quit, or you just pay it all and stay. So that was our <laughs> condition. Um, so I was always, yeah, I was always one to quit after a year. Uh, but one day I walked up to my mom and I was like, mom, I want to play the fiddle. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And I was just introduced to, uh, to band, to music. Um, and I was playing the clarinet and I was, uh, just having a good old time playing in my school band. And I was thinking to myself one day, I was like, you know what? I really miss the sound of the fiddle. I was, and I was like 10 years old. Like, it just this energy. <laughs> oh, I long for the sound of the fiddle. <laughs> yeah, just, just thinking like I'm a little, little cook up. It's so funny thinking about it now. Because I'm just this kid and I'm like, oh, the fiddle. I haven't heard it, heard it in so long. But it was like one day I just woke up and I was like, I want to play the fiddle. And my mom's like, why? And I was like, I don't know, just because I like the sound and it, it seems like a really cool instrument. And no one my age played it. I never, I didn't meet a lot of young fiddle players. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it out. Just going to try it out for fun. And, uh, and here we are 10 years later, still, still playing the fiddle. And I uh, love it more than anything. It's what I do. It's, uh, what was and the I first song you learned? <laughs> what was the first song you learned? Oh, it was, it's called Boil the Cabbage. 
it was a uh, very very and and mary had a little lamb of course oh. mary had a little lamb of course. but um, you have somebody requesting that you play a song would you like to play us a song I can't. Yes, please, please play us a song. I have a and quick question though. Is is the fiddle and the violin the same thing? I'm probably asked this question a million times and I still can't seem to understand that are they the same thing or are they two different instruments? They're the same th uh, they're the same instrument, but just the way you play it is uh what okay. the genre you play. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay. <true. laughs> Watch okay. me ask that about another 10 more times to future okay. guests. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because you did ask Alex Kostorik that, too. <laughs> no, I wasn't there. I was I was in the oh, delivery no, room, right. remember? I right. could... Never mind. <laughs> I probably Never mind. asked him that, though, already. And <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yes, play us something, please, Brianna. All right. Uh, this is called uh, Big John McNeil. And it's one of my personal favorite jam tunes. I'm going to like totally butcher your last name. Stephanie Harris Bordry Bordreau says, Oh my God, that sounds awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Glad you enjoyed it. So tell me, um, when you first started the fiddle, um, how long did it take you to learn um your first song? Like how long did it take you to uh, you know, get to the level of um where you're at now? It's, uh, I, I like to say that it came very natural for me. Um, and my parents will agree if I don't know, I don't see my dad, but I feel like my dad would agree if, uh, the, if, uh, if he was he disappeared. still here. <laughs> he disappeared. He's gone. Yeah. Um, he's gone. But 
yeah it's uh it's uh it, it, uh, it felt like as soon as i picked it up i never i never had like you know that kind of cat scratch sound that uh, very beginners kind of sound like when they're beginning to play because the fiddle is very hard to get a really nice sound out of it because it's literally horsehair on steel strings it's not going to sound the prettiest especially if you don't know the proper techniques uh which you wouldn't as a very beginner but um as soon as I picked it up and I played it it's it, it kind of felt like home as soon as I picked it up as soon as I played it I was like okay this is this is what I was meant to do and it probably it it took um it didn't take me very long to learn my first tune um I learned everything by ear um really uh and I I liked that that because it was uh, I found sheet music was kind of hard for me to keep up with, uh, which is which is funny. But um, yeah, it didn't take me very long to pick up the instrument and fall in love with it. So, hello, Dan. Wow. <laughs> <He's back>. hey. <laughs> I just was going to say, um, uh, horse hair on steel strings. That sounds like a good song, just when you said it. I was oh. like, that could be... That would be a cool song. Good title. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm writing it down. <laughs> I'll come up with it. Yeah, that'll be your, on your next album. Horse Terrence? Sorry, I just got back. Uh, how about horse poop on my shoe? <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, Brianna started playing at 10, she said. And when she started playing, that kind of got you involved a little bit more in music again. So what was that like for you? Well, actually, I I, I knew she had something when she was a baby. She wasn't even three or four months old. And she'd hear a noise and she'd make that noise with her mouth, with her voice. And I knew she had perfect pitch back then. So <clears throat> we didn't push her into anything. We tried getting her into a, a fiddle lessons at six years old, but um, that, that instructor and that teacher was a, a Suzuki teacher, and I made the mistake of bringing the camera one day and made her nervous, so she ended up laughing, and Brianna was such a, a touchy-feely little girl that her feelings got hurt. She didn't want to go back, so she, wow. didn't, go, she didn't start till she was 10. And then she decided, yeah, I'm going to play because we had lost our our last fiddle player in the family, Roger, uh, who passed away in 2008. So it took her a couple of years to decide. She she was the one who decided uh, she was going to pick it up and, and carry the family uh, family torch. I do got to say, Brianna did talk about all these, these videos that uh, your dad, Don, made in I have to say, if it wasn't for your dad, there would be absolutely no video footage of when I started playing music because my family didn't have money to buy a video camera back in the early 90s. And yeah, just thanks to your dad, there's actually documentation of me playing when I'm 18 and 19 years old. So I really, I really appreciate that, what your dad did for the whole music community in Red Deer because he captured so many people that were a part of that community at the time and that are no longer here. And those memories are there now for a very long time, as well as your family memories with all those other videos that he did. He showed me videos all the way back to the 60s. So, I mean, he's been doing that for a very long time. Yeah, he started making music videos back before 1970, I believe. Wow. Uh, I made one when I was nine years old, 10 years old. Uh, California Blues. 
Hmm. So that one's still there. Uh, but he played, he, uh, <clears throat> now this was a big rigor moral. He had a, he had a uh, Super 8, or not even a Super 8, it was just an 8 millimeter camera. So of course there's no sound on that, but he'd record on a cassette. So his trick was when he was doing his little show and he put up his screen, he'd have to, he'd have to start the the projector and have someone else or two-handedly start start the tape recorder at the same time. That, that was an ordeal. But he was making videos back then and music videos specifically. There's one of my mom, my one of my uncles, uh, Ralph. There was another, he was our neighbor for a while there and he played. So he, he made a video and uh and uh my my other uncles in the uh uh native sons as well, Howard and Roger and Crow, they've got their video as well in there. So yeah. I'm still making videos like that. I don't know why you were saying my back in the day. <laughs> At least now we got sound and we can use one one machine just to press play and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know technology yet. You would think that I would know how by now. I don't know any I I can barely even like figure out where to connect a microphone cord, the mic and a into the soundboard. I just figured recently that the I've been playing guitar for like 20 years and found out just recently that <laughs> the head of the the guitar um is not the twisty knobby thing if that's not what it's called. <laughs> it's called a headstock. I'm like, oh right. <laughs> that leads into my question actually for you, Brianna. You're sitting here with there's four other musicians here and none of us have any formal training. So can you tell us what it's like to be a university student getting a degree in music performance? Oh, yes. <laughs> so it's, um, it's really cool. The amount of people I've uh, been able to work with are people I wouldn't find in like, or who wouldn't uh, I wouldn't find myself working with uh, in my community if I weren't going to school? Um, I work with uh, people that do rockabilly music, who do uh, like heavy metal music, and I've played fiddle over top of like rock heavy metal stuff. And I'm like, I never would have done this if like I didn't come to school. Um, and just the different opportunities that um, opportunities to network with people your age. Um, because not only is there performance majors, but there's recording um, and there's just a general with education or there's um, uh, composition as a major as well. Um, and it's really cool to think because the people that I'm meeting in school are people that are going to be my my community when we all graduate next year, uh, all my friends and I. Um, like I have so many friends that are recording engineers and people that are wanting to be music managers. Um, and you know, people that are like really, really, um, helpful uh, to performers as well as, uh, other people in the music industry, uh, who make things run smoothly, like, especially like, like just recording engineers uh, without them. Uh, I, I know I can't record my own album because it would sound 
actually terrible. It'd be, it'd be really bad. Um, so really grateful for all the people that know how to do that stuff. Um, but it's really cool to meet the people that I have at school. Um, and then being a performance major is, uh, it's like you get to perform every day. It's really cool. Uh, I'm in different, uh, what they call, com um, uh, combos, uh, which is basically they just put you in bands. I'm in the country combo that they have at the school. Um, and you're able to learn how to work in a band. Um, and you work with, uh, with professors who are professional musicians, um, in the industry. So they give you feedback on if, uh, on not only how you are interacting with each other as band members, because if you are not in a band, you don't really know how to treat each other because there's a certain respect that you all have to, which I'm sure you all know uh, with bandmates, you need to treat them all with respect. And if you didn't have the chance to work with them, you wouldn't really know how to have that respect. You know, you wouldn't really understand. Um, um, so it's really cool. The, the opportunities that performance uh, music school has really given me because it's also a jazz program as well. It's contemporary music and jazz. So I did not know jazz before going to school. I actually hated jazz. Anytime, I was like trying to be that quirky kid where I was like, jazz, gross, so gross. I'll never listen to it. <laughs> now I'm over here playing like jazz standards because it's mandatory for school and I'm actually enjoying it. And thinking to myself, I'd be like, 15-year-old me would be would be really mad would be really mad that i like jazz music um <laughs> I to it for fun um but uh performance school and music school is a lot of people think you know you get the typical question of like oh what do you go to school for oh music whoa well what's uh what's the plan for that after you graduate <laughs> you know you get, the, you get the typical like oh you want to be a musician what does that mean? Um, but there's some things that you learn in school, uh, especially music school, that uh, are really beneficial for when you want to take it professionally as a performing artist. You learn how to interact with people, and there's uh, performance opportunities in the school for you to learn how to be a, a proper performer and uh, how to engage with an audience and talk and also work with people and ask for help. That's the biggest thing that I've learned at school is actually asking for help uh, with music. I never did that before. I was too stubborn. Still, I still am a little bit, but uh, I'm working on it. Um, but asking for help uh, is something that I've learned uh, along the way. And uh, it's okay to be wrong in music. It's, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's okay to crash and burn for a performance because, man, the amount of times I have completely fallen on my face playing music and improvising, it was embarrassing, in a, an embarrassing amount. Um, but it's, uh, it's really good for me to have those opportunities because then you know how to react going forward um, and you, uh, you just know, uh, lost my train of thought, but yes. It's just, it's a really cool opportunity. Um, and I've learned a lot of experiences. If I could interject and just say that what I've noticed and what I know from being just a, a grab a guitar and learn to sing and 
use your your voice and stuff like that. But what I like what I could say is what you've learned is how to read and write music, how to arrange, how to compose, how to uh, how to uh, just be confident in yourself and and in your and in your. Uh, there's no way you would have been able to uh, improvise before. You've learned that a lot. It was a big one. And uh, also, it forced you to play piano once you had learned uh, the music and the and the reading the music and stuff like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of other things and and big things that other musicians wouldn't have the opportunity to to dive into and 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 uh, really learn unless they did all that stuff young, like like even younger than than you are. But I mean, you've you put it in. And you're still young enough to to learn all these things as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And I bet you you learned how to practice at school too. <laughs> oh my, oh my goodness. The amount of, there's a whole class dedicated to practicing. It's called performance practice. And yeah. uh, it's, uh, I, I honestly laughed when I saw that at the beginning of the semester. I'm like, performance practice, what am I going to learn in that? Well, you learn how to practice. And, yeah. uh, it's really funny because when you're a musician, you you always hear like, "Oh, practicing." Yes, you got to practice in order to get better. But uh, there's there's truly an art form of knowing how to practice, and uh, I've definitely learned um, learned a lot of great tips on how to practice. Um, and that uh, yeah, I I because whenever I practice before, I just kind of sit there look at my music. And be like, that's eh, good enough. <laughs> I would never, I would never go like further than like playing it once through, playing a tune once through, and as as soon as I got it, it was like, okay, I'm done with it now. Um, I never, I didn't, I didn't practice scales. I didn't practice any of like the chord changes in songs, and I didn't, I didn't. Uh, if you asked me, and even if you ask me now, the chords to Big John McNeil, the song that I just played. I wouldn't be able to tell you. I wouldn't. Yeah, well, now I. Yeah, well, DNA, I know that. The there we go. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you like what what chords are within that song. I wasn't able to do that before. Um, and with practicing, in order to know a song inside and out, you also have to know those chord changes because then you want to know the relationship you have between you as the melodic instrument and your chordal player, whether it be a guitar or a piano or whatever. Um, so just some of those things that you learn, that I've learned um, at school is really cool. Uh, and practicing, yeah, I just thought it was so funny. There's a whole class for practicing, but it's uh, really beneficial. It really helps. Hey Amen. practicing is... It's important. Everybody's yeah. like, how do you how do you do that? How do you learn how to play this and sing? And do, well, you gotta just sit by yourself and do it. Like that's yeah. the main yeah. thing. Like there's a lot of alone time as a musician that people don't understand. Like when you're learning an instrument or you're writing a song or you're recording an album or whatever, you spend a lot of time by yourself and you have to be a certain kind of people person to do that, you know, to invest mm -hmm. that time in yourself. Yeah, I always say that it's like uh the opposite of riding a bike practicing you gotta or music i should say you know you gotta keep it going you know for sure that's awesome yeah. so do you want to 
play another fiddle tune here for us, Brianna? Are you open to that? Or yeah. <clears throat> All right. Brian, do you got your spoons back there? You know, you know <laughs> it always like makes you want to get your feet kicking, you know. Yeah. Like when when you when I hear the fiddle, it's like it just makes you want to dance for sure. If it's okay with you guys, I'm gonna just listen in now for the last 20 minutes. My kids are actually getting they're standing at the doorway. <laughs> they're, like, they're like patiently waiting, like mom, you know. So I'm gonna listen me. in so I can catch the rest of the conversation. I I really, really I feel um inspired actually i was thinking of going back to school for something not even musical related and now i'm like you know what this is the kind of stuff that i, I i'm like super interested in um i'm not really uh, a musician i'm i'm just gonna come out and say i'm not really a musician you know <laughs> but the music and the practice i mean the singing and the practicing like that's the one thing i would love to go back to school to do what you're doing um it's so inspiring i hope that you know that you absolutely have been inspired me today and i'm gonna finish listening and i'm gonna tune in i'm gonna listen from um actually from my page now and uh so i'm I, i'm still here i just i need to go attend to the kids see you later Play something okay yeah. <laughs> all right uh well uh i'm going to play a tune called uh just give me a second. Uh, this is called uh, Black Mountain Reg, and uh, it's a uh, it's a really fun tune. I really like it, and I hope you like it too. It's a cross tune tune, so it ha it's a it uses a lot of drones um, in this song. Thank you. 
That's awesome. That is awesome. Brian, do you have a guitar there? You want to sing us a song? Actually, my guitar is under my bed. It's uh, not being very nice to me right now. Okay, well, you don't have to. I just thought it'd be a suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> I like to put people on the spot, you know. Even know when, Bryce was on, when Bryce was on here, I even told him he had to sing, and he was like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this drummer does not sing. <laughs> Did Brianna tell you the first, uh, the first time she ever seen you playing? No. Story? No, go ahead and tell us. So I'm carrying my little baby. She's less than a year old. Can walk, she can't talk, she can't do anything. But we went to Dane's Spring Rodeo picnic, and yep. Trent and his dad. And I forget who else was playing with you. I'm not uh, sure. I think I think it was Butch, or maybe Lloyd. If it was Dane's, maybe Lloyd uh, Short. Lloyd Short, yeah. yeah he's could have been him. Yeah, yeah, that was so a long time ago. You guys were playing, and I was. Carrying my baby, so I, there's a good song, come on. So carrying Brianna in my arms and going back and forth, dancing, doing two-step. And all of a sudden, she noticed something, just like this. We were just staring at Trent the whole time, playing bass. <laughs> well, I have that effect on babies. They're like, you know, look at how big that guy is. <laughs> no, she just, uh, we called her first boyfriend for, for a little while there. <laughs> Holy, you should see Trent's face is pretty red here. Man. Yeah, I think I'm getting more embarrassed than Brianna is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's enough out of your dad. All right, yeah. next question. <laughs> I told you that for once. Yeah. Actually, my phone died. Our, our Leela, Leela, my other daughter, had had phone, knocked off my sound, and my phone died. And I couldn't get into the big computer. And now the laptop, I had to throw that, get back on there. So that was a just to get back on was uh yeah well brianna was like she was talking she's like i don't see my dad but he would agree with me and i'm like i don't know where he went either but i'm sure he'll be back well i'll have to replay that and see the see what yeah. the points were that she was saying but she's a very truthful and very good good girl yes so awesome. brian your dad and i remember coming to your house and um brianna was talking about parties and people jamming and I was part of some of those those parties and those jams and that's how you grew up as well and like I I grew up in a similar way as well you know my dad was a musician and he would bring guys home and I even wrote a, a song called at the top of the stairs and it was about me and my sister would hide and listen to people play music till about five in the morning and try and get you know be quiet look around the corner and ask to get brought downstairs or whatever but whatever uh, stairs are brought up what happens Brianna okay yeah. stairs <laughs> I, always, I always sing at the top of the stairs because my stairs. mom always <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's catchy it's a catchy tune yeah, oh my god you. you're just embarrassing me dad stop <laughs> no you can tell some embarrassing stories about your dad. Top of the stairs. 
No, it's true. She always does that. Whenever says somebody says something about stairs or over there at the top, uh, over there, top of the stairs. That's 4 a.m. Next time I see you, I'll probably have to sing that. It'll burn oh in my, my mind now. Oh, that is good. That's that, awesome. That's awesome. Hey, it takes a dad right, to know how to you, get dad. to a daughter. That's awesome. Woo! <laughs> you know, I'm so grateful, Brian, that you came on here just for the fact that you were able to embarrass your daughter. Because <laughs> isn't that a dad's job? Well, yes. And uh, I love doing it. And, uh, she's uh, very special. And, and she's been a light of my life and a miracle. So yes. a miracle that she's here to me uh, for the stuff that I put myself through earlier in my days. I'm just fortunate and lucky to have uh, two beautiful daughters that I have and my wife who's still with me after 23 years and counting. So um, my first wife didn't last that long. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, there's reasons for that too. I mean, I was, well, you're lucky enough to have two wives and two lifetimes, and you know, because we all live multiple lifetimes in our life, right? We have all kinds of careers, all different things, but at least you know, you've you've brought it together for yourself in the very end. I mean, it did take you till you were over forty to move out of your dad's house, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you it's used to talk me about butterbean, so I had to bring that one up. Did you did you share that butterbean story yet? <laughs> no, go ahead. You tell the butterbean story. I'm what? We used to meet in the Buffalo Hotel in Red Deer, Alberta, every Saturday. Even if they weren't playing, they'd show up, and I'd show up there every weekend anyway to go jam because you go. Jam at the Buffalo, you go jam at the Valley, you go jam at the Valley. That's three beer. That was so, my music university. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, that was, yeah, that was our university for, for music, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sitting there and Jim, Jim's there and my cousin Brian, Brian L was sitting across from us and I'm sitting between Big Jim and Trent and I'm sitting there like, oh man, I feel small. Look at me. <laughs> Big guys on the other, each side, eh? and then Jim says, "You know, you know what?" He says, "Trent's Trent's gonna take up a new a new line of work." I said, "Oh, really?" He said, "Yeah, he's gonna take up boxing and he's gonna set up a match with Butterbean, eh?" I said, "Oh my God!" I laughed and laughed, and then every time, every time I seen Trent for the next fifteen to twenty years, I'd say, hey, "Butterbean's coming up." Yeah. <laughs> so there, we both embarrassed each other. <laughs> but, you know, that was definitely fun times, Brand. Yes, it was that fun was, times. I, was, I, just like to, I, do, I just want to say that uh, I really enjoy being on your show, and I know it's probably going to be the last time after that story, so it's been a <laughs> Well, how about we get Brianna to do one more song for us, and then... We'll call it a day here pretty quick. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for, for joining us, for sure. The the stories were definitely very fun, Brian, and I appreciate you being honest about my bout with Butterbean. I think I would have won. Actually, no, that's not true. Don't go out on the internet. I am not challenged. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's stand up. 
I'm not challenging Butterbean. I'm not a fighter. Well, Butterbean's got a walker now. Oh, maybe I got a chance. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Brandon, what are you going to play us? Ah, man. My song. My song. My song. Which one is that again? (laughs) Which one is that again? You got to remind me. Maiden's Prayer. Can you sing it? Yes, Maiden's Prayer. Oh, you can play right. too. All right. This is, yes, my dad's favorite song. It's called uh, Maiden's Prayer. I'm not singing it because there are words, but uh, I'm, uh, no, not singing today. No singing will be had today. Thank you so much for joining us. And I want to remind, well, tell everybody out there, I did an interview with um, Brian's parents and Brianna's grandparents, and I'll be putting it out on the Do You Hear Me Now channel here in the next couple of weeks. I just got to finish some editing, and you can hear a little bit more about their family history and music, and just check that out when the video comes out. Thanks again, guys, so much. We're going to end off here, and uh, I'll sing a song soon. Yeah, I'll sing a song. There we go. Awesome. awesome it was so nice to meet uh both of you and uh awesome really really cool I'm, I'm glad to see that we have a young uh indigenous person that's educated in music and you know doing their thing it's it's really great to see hi hi this very nice for you, at the top of the stairs <laughs> Yeah.
hands at the kitchen table they say left again you guys thank you so much that was so fun today it was awesome yes i'll cut this up and you'll see some of the interviews of the funnier stories on on facebook in the next couple weeks so especially the butterbean one <laughs> listening to do you hear me now amplifying indigenous voices where each and every week we bring you stories about indigenous music and indigenous artists all across turtle island